everyone, and welcome back to Air Magique. I'm your host, Eric, and with me is my fabulous co-host, Niels. Hello, everyone. Today, we'll be talking about what the 30th anniversary celebration at Disneyland Paris is really like, as well as Disney Sequoia Lodge. Yes, I'm so excited about all the cool new offerings of the celebration, as well as diving deep into this unique hotel. But before we get to all that, I did want to mention that in this month's Patreon exclusive show, Niels and I are doing a 30th anniversary special show. We're diving deep into the entertainment of the resort, whether that's parades, stage shows, or even nighttime spectaculars. Let's get historical, y'all, and go back to where it all began in 1992, as well as the highlights of today. You can get access to that along with all of our other fabulous exclusive episodes on patreon.com slash and it all starts at just two euro, and you can stick around to the very end for a preview of that Patreon exclusive show. Yes. So... The 30th anniversary celebrations are in full swing and Niels and I have both gotten a chance to check them out. There's a new daytime show, a new nighttime pre and post show, endless merch, snacks, and a few new drinks. <laughs> so spoiler warning, Niels and I are going to talk about it and go into a lot of details. So if you want to avoid spoilers, we would recommend skipping ahead about 10 to 15 minutes or so. Dream big and shine brighter. <laughs> yes. I was pleasantly surprised by how much I love the show. My preconceived notion that outdoor daytime shows are mostly boring, slow-paced, low-budget entertainment to pass the time have been successfully thrown out the window. <laughs> so the four castle stages look fabulous with the colorful flower beds surrounding them. And the show starts on Town Square on Main Street USA and makes its way along the parade route to the new castle stages on Central Plaza. As soon as the first song, Ready for the Ride, <laughs> starts playing over the speakers, it turns into a party atmosphere. Like, I've never seen so many parkourers groove along to the music. <laughs> I saw random couples dancing, parents grooving with their kids, and even a cast member from the janitorial staff was pretending to play an electric guitar on his broom, which was <laughs> So cool. Okay. Uh, one of those moments that you usually don't really get at Disneyland Paris. Yeah. So I was so pleasantly surprised. Everyone was excited. Yeah. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah. Great. Now, once the characters arrive at the castle stage on their colorful floats, the dancers split off to the center and perform a high energy choreo until all the floats are in place. High Energy describes the show really well overall. Mm. So much awesome, fast-paced choreo. There's so much going on during the show. Stop on all four stages that it's humanly not possible to catch it all in just one sitting. The floats are moving around, the characters are dancing, moving from stage to stage. I mean, pyrotechnics are going off on the castle and around the platform, bubbles, water fountains, <laughs> everything all at once. It's a lot, but in, like in yeah. the best way. Yeah, it's a real 360 experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah ha totally. There's something happening everywhere, so it's definitely something that you... Well, can see multiple times and have a different experience every time. 100%. I thought it was really funny because people were just not expecting pyrotechnics, I think, during this show. So when the no. ones in the <laughs> castle did go off, they do make quite a bang. Mm -hmm. People with small kids, be warned here. And like the girl next to me jumped so high. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame her. Like, I was also kind of shook, mm -hmm. but uh, in a 
good way. There's lots of happy dancing going on, but it's just like a big and you hear that all over the park. I remember the next day we went back and we were somewhere in Adventureland and you don't hear any of the music from Central Plaza, but you do hear that really loud pyrotechnic (laughs) bang. Yes. They're like, oh, uh, Dream Shine Part. I I also experienced that at uh, the Magic Kingdom in uh, Walt Disney World. They also had a daytime show when I was there in 2019. And that show also, I think it was Mickey and Elsa and well, a variety of characters. It was quite a simple show, but (laughs) there was a big bang every time (laughs) drawing some attention uh, for this show. So yeah, uh, yeah. this really felt like something from the American parks that also, well, hits Disneyland Paris nowadays. (laughs) It's so cool. And Ready for the Ride is such a bop. My only real critique is that it wasn't the official Disneyland Paris 30th anniversary song. It's so catchy. And why is it not available on streaming services yet, (laughs) Disney? We need it now. Actually, I needed it yesterday. Thank you. (laughs) It's definitely a must watch for every visit. Be sure to stand somewhere on Central Plaza where you can get a good view of the stages, Mm -hmm. ideally in the Central Hub Island so the floats on the streets don't block your view. Yeah, that's a good tip. I totally agree. Yeah. So what did you think of the show? Well, I was pleasantly surprised as I had a bit of the same feeling that the, well, the daytime shows that I saw in the past, especially performed on the Royal Castle stage on the right side of the castle. They were good shows dancing wise, but I wasn't extremely impressed usually. And this show actually combined some kind of a well parade or maybe it's more like a cavalcade with quite simple floats but it's a whole happening as yeah <laughs> they go through main street they arrive on the central plaza then they do their thing they change stages so there's so much going on and indeed as you described with all the effects from fountains and the big banks <laughs> it's so dynamic that it was definitely more than what i expected And the amount of characters is huge. Also quite unique characters, characters that we didn't see before at Disneyland Paris or maybe not very often, like the Zootopia characters, uh, Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde. Oh, and from Coco, Miguel. uh, Oh yeah, you got Miguel, yeah. And some of the Inside Out characters. I also remember seeing Tiana, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. 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 So there are quite some unique characters and it's also a nice mix of more classic, modern, princesses. Pixar, Disney, there's something of everything. (laughs) And that's pretty cool to see all this coming together. And of course, we have the classic characters like uh, Mickey, Minnie and Goofy in their uh, really nice 30th anniversary outfits. So uh, those look so fabulous in person. They really feel party (laughs) (laughs) you talked a little bit about the high energy and the pacing i couldn't agree more i think they kind of took a book out of tokyo disney shows which are well known for being high energy and fast pace and i think it's such a contrast to some of the castle stage shows we've had before like the princess masquerade which was Mm -hmm. very slow yeah Yeah, that was really like a classic ballroom scene (laughs) yeah it's fine for like very little kids but i think as an adult you're not gonna stick around and watch that five minutes and move on no, and for me it was fine for five minutes yeah. indeed yeah. but not for 15 uh, minutes or uh, this show <laughs> yeah. is like bang yeah. bang you can't stop watching because you're gonna miss something somewhere there's so much it's yeah it really works so this one is really nice yeah i highly recommend watching this show and i think it's performed like four maybe five yeah. times a day yeah a lot first show at least in the weekends already in the morning which is also quite unique yeah, and somewhere in between these shows, there's also the regular Stars on Parade. <laughs> so uh, there's basically something happening um, all day, yeah, all day uh, in Main Street and Central Plaza. So uh, that's really nice to uh, see the park, 
being so alive, especially after these COVID years. I was having a little bit of trouble even finding some time in between to appreciate the Gardens of Wonder because it felt like there was always something going on. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to get to the gardens just a bit, but let's pause the show to talk about food for a second. <laughs> always a good so, idea, Eric. <laughs> so the Pineapple Whip, aka Disneyland Paris's version of the Dole Whip. I'm so excited I finally got to try it. We really enjoyed our Pineapple Dole Whip from the Café de la Bruce. Mm -hmm. It's nice and fruity. I would say if you're not a huge ice cream eater, it's more than enough to split in between two adults. The whip itself is nice and creamy, and it also came with a fruity syrup sprinkled throughout that, which tasted vaguely like mango, I want to say. Mm. It was a bit chilly for the soft serve. However, sitting on the terrace of the cafe in the sunshine, it kind of evened it out a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> Eating ice cream in the wintertime at Disneyland Paris is always a thing, but... Yeah. Um, also, shout out to Café de la Bruce, which is so easy to miss and a really calm zen space to chill out for a bit the terrace features really great views of the swiss family treehouse yep. and the waterfront overall yeah, yeah totally it's cool. agree it's a little bit hidden it's a little bit lower than the pathway that most people yeah, follow yeah. it's indeed quite a zen place and it has limited seats it's uh, not always a guarantee that if you buy something there that you also have a seat but uh, if you can get one then uh, it's a really nice uh, quiet place that's so true so, Niels, what did you get to try from the 30th anniversary? <laughs> well, we've only had the chance to try some of the snacks on the Sunday, the 6th of March, which was the um, official start of the, the celebrations. Yeah. As we went back home that day, so it was only like a morning and early afternoon for us. So, to briefly explain, uh, we experienced all the entertainment and decorations on the 5th of March, when we had a full park day from the start of the extra magic time till park closure after the nighttime show. And although the 5th wasn't the official start of the celebrations, it was a press event uh, day. Everything was already there, except for the food and beverages. Oh, so, no! Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool <sighs> to be there and watch some of the press and the VIP activities and to be among the first people to experience these new shows. But we weren't able to really, yeah, well, try right. all the snacks. We just had one of the new vegan cookies on that uh, Sunday the 6th. And these, well, vegan cookies were launched for the 30th anniversary, but they don't have any visual reference oh, no. <laughs> to it. <laughs> so it's just, well, looking like an American cookie, but they now have one with uh, apricot and chocolate chunks Ooh. and one with chocolate chunks and hazelnut, I believe. And the one we had was the, the one with the fruity apricot. And it was a quite tasty cookie, perfect for uh, a coffee break, but well, nothing extremely special, but... It's good that they at least offer something vegan. Most definitely. Yes, that was a difficult thing years ago. And then we also tried the 30th anniversary Madeleine. Yeah, Madeleine. Madeleine? Is that the Madeleine? right word? Yeah, I don't know. Madeleine? <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what we're talking about. It's fine. I, I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that's, uh, well, to explain, that's a French cake made with butter, sugar, and eggs. And it's baked in a mold. So it's shaped a bit like a shell. And this 30th anniversary version is covered with purple and uh, pink colored white chocolate. And there's a 30th anniversary logo uh, chocolate on top of it. And uh, it tasted pretty good, uh, I have to say. It was also bigger than I expected from the little image that I saw at the, <laughs> at the coffee kiosk where we bought it. But still, it's just a cake, nothing really exotic. Right. But uh, it's definitely 
a decent coffee snack with a French link. So that's nice. That sounds really good, though. It's always good to have more options. Definitely. I saw that almost every food cart or restaurant had something from the 30th anniversary, which I really appreciated. So we were there on a Monday True. and Tuesday and we yep. had a little bit more time to try a couple of things. So we also tried the 30th Sparkle Muffin, as it's called, the chocolate version, mm -hmm. and got that over at Market House Deli. It looked cute enough with the starry-shaped toppings. However, taste-wise, it's nothing really special. Totally average chocolate muffin. So it's not bad, yeah. but nothing to write home about either. No, exactly. Same as the cookie yeah. <laughs> we had. Yeah. Something that you actually could get all year yeah. from one of the cards or some of the quick service restaurants. But yeah, now it has some uh, <laughs> nice new toppings, but that's what they basically do for every season, Halloween, Christmas. Right. And that's nice as I always like to try something new. Yeah. But in the end, you're right. It's uh, well, just a regular muffin. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you're in the mood for just a regular chocolate muffin, you will not be disappointed. But Definitely. also yeah. I wouldn't like go out of my way to search this no. thing out. If you're really looking for the 30th anniversary snacks, then there are better options. Yeah. If you want to try yeah. something really new. So we also tried the vegetarian celebration Mickey sandwich. Hmm. So let me start off by saying I'm so glad Disneyland Paris is adding more vegan and vegetarian options. <laughs> like Niels mentioned, yep. the sandwich looked really cool with its Mickey shaped bread served in a box with the mickey head stenciled out at the top so mm -hmm. the presentation was brilliant taste wise the first couple of bites it was a bit dry it was also ice cold <laughs> and i think i would have enjoyed it more had it been served toasted mm -hmm. my husband thought it was all right but it's not gonna be my favorite personally no. honestly i probably won't be getting it again <laughs> okay. but if my husband's in the mood for a vegetarian sandwich you know yeah. this is a great option to have at least you have something different yeah <laughs> yeah but there's also a non-vegetarian option right true and it didn't look much better in my opinion oh, like okay. it had ham and cheese on it if i'm not mistaken and again mm -hmm. it was served cold so I would have loved to yeah. have seen them just toast them just, just for a second <laughs> and have that cheese melt. Or freshly yeah. prepare them, but I understand that it's taking more time. But these sandwiches are huge, right? They're pretty big. Yeah. It's definitely more than a light snack. They'll get you full, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially if you get like a brownie or a muffin or something to go with yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's maybe too much then. <laughs> the other thing we also got to try was the non-alcoholic 30th anniversary mocktail. And we tried this at the downtown restaurant, but it was the same at the Manhattan restaurant and I'm assuming at most other Disneyland Paris establishments. So mm -hmm. the non-alcoholic 30th anniversary mocktail was served in just a pretty plain transparent glass it wasn't anything special the only really 30th anniversary touch that it had was a dried lime slice and on that lime slice was the 30th uh, anniversary logo yeah. i believe an edible paper just glued onto there mm -hmm. it wasn't bad it was fruity but it wasn't anything special either probably won't be getting it again there are better cocktails at disneyland paris like the <laughs> virgin lotta that i adore mm -hmm. that's also available at the Skyline Bar, right? The Virgin Lotta? The Virgin. I'm yes. not sure. It might be. Ah. Yeah. I just remember we had it at the Sequoia Lodge at the hotel bar there, ah, okay. and it didn't have the rum syrup, yep. so it felt like it was missing a little something. But I'll talk about that later in a bit here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the best Virgin Lotta that I've had so far was definitely at Captain Jack's uh, with that gorgeous rum syrup. Mm. Last but not least, this was my absolute favorite 30th anniversary snack over in Walt Disney Studios Park. In Toon Studios, right across from uh, Cars Quattro, 
whatever it's called. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the car spinning ride? (laughs) Yeah, the the car spinning ride. (laughs) Let me look it up real quick. Cars Quattro Rose Rally. I guess that's how you say it. Anyway, so there's a little tiny food cart there and it sells this thing called the Cheesecake Pop. It's purple. Don't let that turn you off. It's (laughs) absolutely fabulous. Hands down my favorite snack that I've tried. The Cheesecake Pop, it just looks so beautiful. So it's purple chocolate coating and it's got these tiny little pieces of nuts in there Mm. and it really integrates itself effortlessly into the celebrations branding since the color spectrum is moving all along that purple magenta range nice the outside was crunchy and the inside was super creamy it even featured a thin graham cracker style crust on the inside so incredibly delicious one of my all-time favorite disney food items if you love creamy american cheesecake this pop is for you like that sounds delicious i couldn't believe how good it was absolutely must get if you're in the walt disney studios park and you'll enjoy cheesecake get this pop you will not be sorry (laughs) i'm adding it uh, to my list uh, right now eric (laughs) (laughs) we didn't visit uh, the studios at all during our weekend on the 5th and the 6th of Ah, march usually we go to the studios on the sunday as it's good for a morning visit early afternoon visit and then we drive back home to the netherlands oh yeah mm-hmm. but this time we decided to be at the official start of the 30th anniversary celebrations in the disneyland park makes sense yeah we skipped the studios for a time but uh, oh now i hear about this uh, cheesecake cap up then uh... <laughs> next time Niels, next time <laughs> yeah, next time <laughs> it's really worth getting it's fabulous good tip let's move on to some more shows the pre-show that everyone's talking about disney delight which starts off as a cute projection mapping show what's cool is that it doesn't feature any IPs, which is so weird for Disney in 2022. (laughs) Instead, it projects nicely refined abstract motion graphics onto the castle. The whole show contrasts nicely against Disney Illuminations, which utilizes a bunch of IP. Mm -hmm. I also really enjoyed the use of the 42 water fountains, which danced along to the music and lit up in vivid colors. The grand finale and arguably the star of the show are the 200 drones that light up the sky. Each drone comes with a small RGB light ball attached to it and form a giant sculpture of the 30th anniversary logo in the sky. So I want to add this with a grain of salt. Disney said it was 200 drones. However, in one of the promo videos I saw as I paused the video that it said 400 drones. Oh, really? In the upper right hand corner of the control system they were using. But perhaps it's like 200 active drones and 200 backup drones. Mm, So that's a possibility. Like have two groups. So I'm not sure, but I just wanted to put a little star by that number there because (laughs) I got mixed information from them. Hey guys, this is Eric from the future. Just a couple of updates regarding the pre and post Disney Delight and Afterglow shows. Delight has received an all new drone formation which looks really cool and Afterglow has been tacked onto the end of Disney Delight before Disney Illuminations so there's no more after show. Probably because a bunch of people were leaving (laughs) after Illuminations was over. Anyway, on with the show. If you've never experienced a drone show before, it's truly jaw-dropping. We overheard one fascinated parkour saying, quote, Oh, how are they doing that? Are they using strings? End quote. (laughs) So drones used in this way is 
really something that has not entered the mainstream zeitgeist yet. Mm -hmm. And it's really a wow effect. Yeah, I totally agree. It's stunning. It really integrates into the whole castle with the lights and the projection. So they found the right positioning and, well, the right shapes. It doesn't feel like something that is happening somewhere behind the fences of the park. (laughs) It really feels (laughs) totally part of the show, but I guess it's not above Fantasyland, but behind it. So, uh, yeah. That's uh, really well done. It really fits. When you're standing there on Central Plaza, it looks like the drones are literally right behind the castle, castle, which looks so cool. They do seal off part of Fantasyland. I noticed that on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So it might be that they fly in from backstage and do move towards the castle. They have that whole area with Sir Mickey's Boutique and the Snow White Dark Ride and all that is completely sealed off as a sort of safety zone, I guess, in case should a drone fail, it won't land on somebody's head. So that's one thing to note. That's a possibility i'm not completely sure if it's for the drones yeah might be fireworks as well exactly right? yeah close down that area for the fireworks but yeah now it's for no, both. yeah probably <laughs> no, yeah. i don't know but yeah but, it's uh, definitely interesting yeah. to know yeah <laughs> we'll check next time yeah <laughs> The parks were closing at 8 p.m., mm-hmm. which was when the show would start. By the way, Disney Delight starts 10 minutes before Disney Illumination. So if Illumination starts at 8 p.m., Disney Delight starts at 7.50 p.m. or roundabout there. So it does start beforehand. That's just something to keep in mind. Like, don't plan on being there at 8 p.m. when Illumination starts and you're going to miss the pre-show. So no. whatever time Illumination is, plan in 10 minutes before that to be there to catch no. D-Light if you do want to see that. And I believe that Disney D-Light is mentioned in the Disneyland Paris app in the Showtimes section as well. So um, oh yeah, you can even that's uh, definitely a good place check to check it out. out. There. Yeah. Even better than Disney D-Light is Afterglow <laughs> though. So <laughs> the show takes the cake by featuring not just one, but two drone motifs. The classic Mickey 30th anniversary logo just like mm-hmm. as delight as well as a new ball formation with a tiny version of the logo inside not to mention several motion variations on the original large logo one of which featured a 3d style typeface look so the whole thing really comes together with the fountains the projection mapping Oh, we recently learned they use 12 digital cinema projectors, by the way, which is a little fun fact. There's lasers and, of course, the Umon Kusilumi, I'm probably (laughs) saying that wrong, theme song that plays, which I kind of am starting to like more and more the more I hear it. They're tricking me into liking the song a lot. It's a really catchy song. (laughs) It is catchy. I don't think it's extremely original as it perfectly fits some of the older Disney Park songs. True. But it's really catchy and it works so getting well. people in the mood. So yeah. it, it works really well. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. And hearing it over the speaker system, it's got really nice bass. Yeah. So you really yeah. feel it in your chest <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> it's great. It's like a great concert atmosphere. And that one is available on Spotify yes. people. So yes. <laughs> be sure to add it uh, to the playlist. Yeah. It snuck its way onto my playlist. Yes, it did. <laughs> so moving on to the garden. Gardens of Wonder. We loved seeing the finished Gardens of Wonder. The installation turned out great and is something so conceptual, fresh, and new for Disneyland Paris. We really enjoyed that they decided to go with abstract sculptures. So one can really have a little fun guessing what film it relates to. The sculptures themselves are skillfully constructed and look sturdy. I was expecting them to just, you know, spin around in the wind, but Disneyland Paris left little up to chance and installed motors in the bases. So they also shut them off during certain show times so they don't become too much of a distraction during Dream and Shine Brighter. I noticed at certain mm-hmm. points they all stop spinning so people okay. focus on the parade and then when the choreo starts they're really dancing super 
super fast, they start spinning again to add some more kinetic energy to the show. So it's really interesting to see how they implement these in yeah, a that's really subtle nice. way. Yeah, I think I heard some of these statues moving. So there was a little beep. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of the motor, motor so maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So if there were not too many people around uh, making a lot of noise, then you could hear it. So maybe that's also a reason that they uh, <laughs> shut them down. That's a good point, actually, <laughs> yeah, that you can hear them. I didn't notice it personally, but there was always some kind of music playing. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I was yeah. so distracted, but that totally makes sense. Also, one of them broke while we were there and it was just static while everything else was spinning. Was it Belle? It might have been Belle. She was not moving. Yeah. Girl was static. And she was not moving yeah. uh, when we <laughs> visited as well. Yeah. <laughs> In total, the gardens have received 10 distinct themes. It's tough to choose favorites, but I especially enjoyed the Snow White mobile in the Royal Garden as well as Timon and Pumbaa in the Jungle Garden. Mm -hmm. One mobile that stood out to me was the Screaming dory from finding nemo i mean poor darling looks like she's seen some <laughs> things I, I don't know what they were going for but she turned out really hilarious <laughs> yeah which one was your favorite niels yeah it's really difficult indeed yeah <laughs> but i love baymax because of his armor is scattered all around uh, oh, him. Yeah. yeah timon and pumba were really nice i totally agree and they're really close to kevin from Up. yeah that's true. That's not the most dynamic mm -hmm. statue, but it really ties in nicely with uh, Timon and Pumbaa. I really loved it. And I love Kevin, so. <laughs> yeah, Kevin is so cool. Dumbo is also really nice. Really, each one yeah. has something. It's super hard yeah. to pick. So it goes more on the way of personal preference yeah. and emotional connection because they're all super aesthetic. True. But I think my real favorite was Merida from uh, Brave ah. because of her hair. It's really like the wind go through her hair yeah, it's all yeah. around and it looks so iconic and she's there with her bow that's one of my yeah top picks <laughs> that was one that i regrettably didn't get to check out up close because it was always sealed off either for illuminations oh, or yeah. it's right in front of the castle Dream big and shine uh, yeah. brighter was happening so it was, there was always something there and i never got right up to it so that's something yeah. to do for my next visit definitely <laughs> i can imagine yeah or maybe it's not sealed off but so many people around that um... also that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was usually the case for dream and shine brighter yeah. and then for illuminations they do yeah, seal that area off exactly so. yeah. <sighs> yeah anyway <laughs> next time so i feel like i need to create a new segment hopefully not but I I thought it was kind of funny. So I have a dishonorable, crazy guest mention. Yeah. So who was in your hotel room, yeah. Eric? <laughs> this time, not in our hotel room for a change. So check out the Hotel New York review episode if you want to hear yeah. that story. But on our last trip, we saw some absolutely insane parkours that I just had to mention here. We were lucky enough to catch one of the surprise cavalcades in Walt Disney Studios Park. It's a cute mini parade. Our version featured four floats, including Genie in his Genie Mobile, Stitch <laughs> in a Hawaiian-themed car, Bo Peep in a Toy Story-themed car, and last but not least, cute, innocent Rami in his Ratatouille yeah, Mobile. Yeah, that's a lovely one. <laughs> yeah, Rami, who all he asks for in life is to follow his passion in cooking and... <laughs> At the moment the cars drive past two kids, they jump out in front of the vehicles, which in turn have to perform an emergency stop. So, <laughs> parents, nowhere to be seen. Wow. <laughs> the cast members guide the children patiently back to the side so they can continue with the cavalcade, which starts to move along again slowly. 
So one of these two kids starts, I think it was a little girl if memory serves me right, starts screaming, Remy, 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 at the top of her lungs. And Remy turns to wave at her. And at that moment, she does the, you know, that I will cut your throat (sighs) sign at him, that gesture where you slide the finger across the throat. With, like, a totally serious facial expression. This girl couldn't have been more than, like, what, 10, 11? I don't know. She was super small. Ah! It still gives me chills thinking about it. Like, who are these kids? Who raised them? Is anybody raising them? Questions we'll never know the answers to. It was absolutely insane. That's an awful and weird experience. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, and I really hope other kids didn't see that uh, to copy her uh, bad behavior. Oh, my. To contrast that crazy story, I have an honorable guest mention. (laughs) A wonderful, nice lady at the Hotel New York, The Art of Marvel, who waited for the next elevator instead of trying to squeeze into it with my husband and myself. So thank you to the Starlink person. You know who you are. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We all do. Corona, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. But this story about that Uh, girl, it's crazy. (laughs) Yep. It it still hasn't left me. I can still see it in my head. (laughs) The clearest day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. Well, today we're talking all about Disney's Sequoia Lodge Hotel as Eric got to stay there for his very first time uh, recently. And uh, well, I have stayed there a couple of times before. And also recently when I was visiting for the 30 anniversary let's dive right into it into this uh, beautiful national park yes so eric how and why did you book sequoia lodge this time okay so (laughs) the first time the sequoia lodge really piqued my interest was on our last trip we dined at hunter's grill and took the opportunity to explore the lobby and the bar area Uh so the three-star hotel is themed to a massive nature-based retreat like you mentioned similar to a resort you would find in montana's national park like glacier or yellowstone Mm -hmm. the antoine grumbach designed hotel is filled with interesting art cool objects and unique interior designs. So we fell in love with the theming and knew that we just had to try out the hotel. Right. We booked over the annual pass holder hotline. <laughs> Check out our Newport Bay Club episode to hear all about what that experience is like. <laughs> what was interesting is that the cast member I got on this time was not in the mood for that whole summary spiel. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they just straight up named the price and you know what? I loved it. <laughs> we were debating on whether to book a standard room or one that was lakeside and the cast member straight up said that the lakeside was just 30 euro more per night okay during our dates and to just go with that so again a very different experience from the first time booking over the phone in some ways and very similar in others so again the entire payment process was the same right i'm sounding like a broken record here but we need that annual pass discount online booking platform disney please yeah. maybe if i complain enough on the show like <laughs> we did with mobile food ordering will someday will it into existence yeah but it would save <laughs> So much time. Yeah. So small fun fact, the hotel is named after the massive North American sequoia trees. In addition to pine and cedar trees, Disneyland Paris imported 500 sequoias from the United States and Canada. So that's pretty cool. So mm. those are yeah. real sequoias that are around Sequoia Lodge, which is kind of neat. Really nice. Yeah. And it's well, a totally different theme than any of the other Disney hotels. So Oh, yeah different world they really did a great job of implementing well different parts of well the united states or different parts of the history of the states so we have Cheyenne with the wild west theme also really cool we have santa fe with the, yeah the more mexican 
Love the theme, Style. the hotel. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a bit less angry. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Newport, of course, New York. Both gorgeous, all gorgeous. Sequoia, yes, absolutely so, yeah. fabulous and so different. All with uh, American references, so that's uh, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah, totally. So how was the check-in this time, Eric? <laughs> yeah, check-in was great. Okay. I will say that to get from your car to the hotel reception is a trek. Yeah. It's especially cumbersome if you have a lot of luggage. So that's mostly due <laughs> yeah. to the way the COVID pass is currently set up. Up, you mm-hmm. have to okay by the way there's no more covid pass requirement currently they just got rid of it but yeah while we were there we still had to show our vaccination certificate so this is coming from that point of view now it's a little bit easier you have to walk this big s bend to the covid check and there are two options a door on the left and one on the right so we took the one on the right because it was closer to the exit of the covid pass so i just assumed that's where the lobby is and it was a big mistake since you had to walk through the entire building once to get to the reception oh, on the other side yeah. <laughs> yeah so the door on the right i think that's maybe the area where the lounges are indeed yeah not yeah. where you yeah. want to go i don't really understand why they set up the covid check in that way but doesn't matter now anyway (laughs) as soon as you walk in the hotel there's a security check for your luggage which was really quick and efficient Mm -hmm. i just wish there was a small sign after the covid checkpoint with an arrow pointing towards the reception desk you know even after the covid check it would just be nice to have a themed sign that says you know reception left and right is to the lounge yeah something like that let people know also worth noting is the gorgeous ambience of the place soft piano music is Mm -hmm. playing in the background and birds can be heard chirping over the speakers by the way that soundtrack is available on spotify (laughs) now it was not composed by disney so they must have licensed it but i recently discovered it and i thought it was super cool yeah it is i think i found it on a youtube channel and uh, listened to it uh, quite sometimes so it's called forest piano Mm -hmm. 30th anniversary that's what it's (laughs) called on Spotify by Dan Gibson's Solitudes. That's the artist's name. So this is the entire hotel soundtrack that you hear on a loop in the shop and outdoor area. So it's birds chirping, soft piano music, and sometimes water effects. Yeah, it's a cool foresty soundtrack and it fits the hotel really well. One of our favorite pastimes while staying at the Sequoia Lodge was trying to determine which bird chirps were real (laughs) and which came over the speakers. (laughs) So, But but that's a good sign, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it feels authentic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So the bird chirping... I think there was an ambient speaker that was close to our window and we would like to sleep with the window tilted open, which is possible here, which is cool. <laughs> so at four in the morning, the bird chirping started oh. <laughs> so, and it was really loud. So I always had to get up and close the window. And um, <laughs> But then thankfully, I always fell back asleep. But it was just one of those things where it was like, OK, theming, I love it. But four in the morning, yeah. come on. <laughs> Dim it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there is no line at the front desk when we arrived in the evening. So the Good. receptionist yeah. was friendly and got us our key card and hotel map in no time. Also, take a moment to appreciate the gorgeous half-ceiling wall mural. Mm-hmm. It's been painted in a panoramic format and stretches above the entire reception area. Yeah. Two bronze statues featuring bears are also placed near the windows. And there's an abundance of cool things to look at and the space just take some time to explore. It's really cool when you have a moment. Mm. Historical maps, artifacts. It's I agree. fascinating yeah. and all pertaining to the national parks. So There are many nice details indeed. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> what's your room located in this main building? As you already mentioned, Lakeside View. Mm-hmm. And how was the room? <laughs> <laughs> so we booked, uh, and I'm quoting here, standard room near hotel facilities, Lakeside. End quote. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now let's talk about 
expectation management here <laughs> because <laughs> my expectation going into this was that I was going to have a gorgeous view of Lake Disney, mm-hmm. Disney Village, the Newport Bay Club, the Hotel New York, and maybe a bit of Walt Disney Studios Park on top. <laughs> so <laughs> well, yeah. we open the door to room 4179. And the first thing I do is run to the curtains, pull them back in childlike joy, only to discover some uninspiring greenery staring back at me. <laughs> Hashtag sad. At first, I thought there had been a mistake, so I called the reception and asked if we had maybe been accidentally placed in a in the wrong room, yeah. garden view room or something. Yeah. Turns out, lakeside means that you're not necessarily looking or even facing the lake directly. No, you're just on the lake side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, literally the side of the building yeah. that's where the lake is. So that means maybe less walking inside the hotel because it's closer to the reception and the exits you know the thing is though the rooms on the opposite side of the hallway are at the same distance and hmm. they're not lakeside they're facing the back and it doesn't make any difference so i really no, that's right yeah. don't agree with calling that kind of room lakeside lake yeah. yeah so, so these were your expectations <laughs> <laughs> so let me clarify there was no lake in front of us we looked directly at another sequoia lodge building theoretically if you wanted to see the lake you would have to stick your head out the window and look to the right which is not possible since you can't open the windows all the way now in my humble opinion Disneyland paris is selling water as wine here by calling these lakeside rooms but mm-hmm. okay they're not calling them lake view rooms but still no, it implies right. that <laughs> a lake plays a relevant role in your room's ambience, which it doesn't. But I can, yeah, <laughs> I can imagine that you were a little bit disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm on the phone with a helpful cast member and kindly request if we could switch to a room where you can actually see, see the lake. lake. Yeah. Thankfully, she was able to help me out after a bit of back and forth. She put me on hold a couple of times. I guess she had to rearrange some things. Totally fine. I skipped back down to the reception, enjoying the gorgeous woodsy theming on the way down and quickly got our room cards reprogrammed to room 4235. Happy to report our new room had a fabulous view of the lake, part of Disney Village, and even a bit of the Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster show buildings. Well, ex-Rock and Roller Coaster show buildings. (laughs) (laughs) No dice when it comes to the other two lakefront hotels due to the gorgeous evergreen trees growing all around the hotel. By the way, we made a 30-minute relaxing virtual window of the view we had from our room, and you can check that out on our YouTube channel if you want, so you can feel like you're at the Coil Lodge. <laughs> the standard rooms are serving Bambi in the forest realness, and mm-hmm. they're pretty cute. Similar to the Newport Bay Club, there's a graphic strip running along the top of the room. Yeah. The graphic strip is comprised of Bambi, Flower, and Thumper. One detail that I loved was that the indirect ceiling light bar featured yeah. little cutouts below that formed miniature spotlights on the characters' faces. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, really nice detail, especially in the evenings. Beds were on the firmer side, which came as no real surprise if you're used to French hotel rooms, Disneyland Paris rooms especially. True. The carpet is rocking a neat leaf and brown swirl pattern that's supposed to imitate a forced floor. So really on theme there. Mm -hmm. One major gripe is that the hotel room is really lacking in electrical outlets. Unlike the Newport, which also lacks them, by the way. (laughs) But at least there was one next to one of the beds. Exactly. The Sequoia Lodge only had one outlet by the TV and one next to the door, presumably for the cleaning crews, vacuum cleaners. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not a great place to charge your phone, though. Yeah, There's one more in the bathroom. Ah, The hairdryer is a um, a connector for uh, shavers it says only shavers but 
Well, I usually uh, connect uh, our toothbrush. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> but you can use that as well. Yeah, That's a yeah. good point. But it's indeed just three outlets <laughs> for mm. a whole room that sleeps four people. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Bring multi-socket outlets, <laughs> extension cords, yep. whatever you can if you plan on <laughs> staying here. The outlet situation is not the T-girl. On a positive note, in addition to the graphic strip, there's also a lovely piece of art featuring Bambi, Thumper, and Flower on the wall. Mm -hmm. yep. It's panoramic style print and really fills the space nicely. All the characters are enjoying each other's company in one happy forest setting. It's really cute. Yeah, that's nice. The sink and mirror space is open concept, so there's no door to close if you don't want to disturb your better half while washing your hands. There is a door to the toilet and shower space, though, which is great for multitasking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so one guest could brush their teeth while the other is showering. No problem. Yeah, I just would love to have a curtain yes. or something to close that sink area yeah. as there's a, quite a lot of light and if someone like a little kid is trying to sleep already then uh, there's a lot of light coming from this area so most definitely or you have to work your way through the dark there but either way the running water is making a lot <laughs> yeah. of noise it's not really convenient to brush your teeth in the dark yeah a nice thick curtain would do the trick totally exactly the yeah. bathroom features a shower bathtub combo and unlike the newport which has a glass divider the sequoia utilizes a regular shower curtain which i personally find a bit unhygienic in a hotel yeah. <laughs> the the curtain is pretty cute though with a brown and green leaf pattern. The entire restroom is kept in this earthy tone palette which fits the theme of the room but wasn't my favorite. Mm -hmm. The shower fittings are much newer in the Sequoia Lodge than in the Newport. Yeah, that's something that I also was quite surprised by. Right? It really looked like some maintenance was done. Totally. Happy to report the water temperature was easy to regulate as well. Mm -hmm. Water pressure, on the other hand, was only so-so. One odd thing was that the shower head didn't fit properly into the holder. Oh, really? So my husband and I had to balance it as good as we could. So that was kind of annoying. On a positive note, you still got the Mickey ear mini bottles yeah. in addition to the larger wall-mounted shower gel shampoo combo. So that's pretty cool. You don't get those at the Hotel New York, The Art of Marvel anymore, no, by the true. way. Yeah. Overall, I like the rooms at the Sequoia Lodge with a few caveats. <laughs> so yeah. the electrical outlet situation is my biggest mm -hmm. criticism. Yeah, same for me. Yeah. yeah, and I hope the room's next refurbishment will address that situation. Yeah. I really appreciate the fun details and art throughout the room. My husband thought the room felt a little bit lived mm -hmm. in. So old is not the right word, but you could tell that it's been there a yeah. while. So that's just something to consider when booking this. Yeah, the lighting fixtures next to the beds feature these yeah. cute deer running They're through really the grass nice. metal yeah. silhouette design. Very unique look overall, which is cool and kind of what you want in a Disney hotel, especially these days where the newer rooms are starting to feel a little bit more mainstream. Mm -hmm. This is definitely one of those super, super unique Disney yep. hotel rooms <laughs> that you can't yep. find anywhere else. And somehow I have the feeling that these rooms are quite spacey. Yeah, they're big. Yeah, they're probably not bigger than the ones you have in the Hotel New York, but there's not that much in it. <laughs> <laughs> they really feel more spacious, in my opinion. That's definitely a positive note uh, for me. There was a safe that worked uh, properly when we uh, <laughs> used it. Also good to yeah. have a safe, yeah. definitely. I was pretty happy with this room, to be honest, but indeed the outlets are a big uh, complaint. <laughs> what room type were you guys staying in on your last trip? I think we stayed in the main building as well, and we didn't have the lakeside ah, view, okay. so mm -hmm. this uh, would have been a standard room in the main building. Okay. We actually booked a room in one of the lodges. You have the main building and there are a couple of lodges behind it. So those are a little bit 
further away from the parks and i believe those are usually a little bit cheaper yeah they are but they upgraded us to the main building so that was uh, really nice that's really cool but we didn't have the lakeside view okay <laughs> <laughs> but still, the main building is nice yeah. definitely yeah. Yeah. yeah and also good to mention there's an air conditioner in the room yes true and like you said you can open the window well at least one of the windows yeah so that's nice yeah you can do some temperature control yourself yeah it's really i was totally satisfied with temperature control overall yeah. it was totally fine me too so did you experience any of the other hotel amenities like the shop uh the restaurant yeah you, you already visited the restaurant last time yeah so maybe not <laughs> this time or maybe characters breakfast yeah we stopped by the redwood bar and lounge to grab a drink yeah. in the evening we even got lucky and managed to grab a table by the massive and absolutely gorgeous fireplace really nice yeah. tip to our listeners ask the server nicely before getting seated if there's a table available near the fireplace if you can have it because that's definitely Definitely the place to sit. There was a cozy fire sizzling inside. It's a real wood fire, by the way. So mm -hmm. the entire bar area is serving National Park Resort realness with a lot of stone and wood textures. In addition, large paintings and photographs of national parks adorn the walls. Each table also rocked a small LED light, and they're set to a warm, yellowy glow on a regular day. However, we passed by the bar on Valentine's Day, and they had them set to magenta to <laughs> add nice. some lovers' vibes, and there were little rose petals scattered throughout, so that was really cute. The evening we visited, they were playing nonstop Alanis Morissette. Oh, so really? <laughs> somebody was really feeling her music that evening. I don't, I don't know who makes the music selection there, but I thought that was kind of funny. Didn't bother me because I like Alanis Morissette, yeah. but you know, if you're not into that. <laughs> but it wasn't live music, right? This was... Oh, no. This is no. a Spotify playlist, best of Alanis Morissette. Like, that's what <laughs> okay. I felt like I was listening to. Yeah, because they also have a piano over there, right? And I remember, but that was like a couple of years ago that there was someone playing some live music so that was really nice oh that's cool yeah no we didn't yeah. have that sadly but live music would have definitely been a big plus yeah. several of the TVs as well as a projection screen were also scattered throughout the area and they are showing a mm -hmm. soccer game that a few folks were really invested in okay both my husband and I ordered a pair of mocktails we got very excited when we saw they had the virgin lada on the menu our favorite <laughs> cocktail from Captain Jack's at the Redwood Bar, the Virgin Lada is composed of pineapple juice and coconut cream. However, the version served at the Redwood Bar is missing one crucial ingredient. It doesn't have the alcohol-free rum syrup, which just adds another complex flavor layer to mm -hmm. the drink at Captain Jack's and makes it really worthwhile. So while the Virgin Lada was good... I don't think I would rush to order it again in that particular form. Right. Next time I'm going to try the so-called quote-unquote woody mocktail, which consists of apple juice, strawberry nectar, candy floss syrup, and fizzy sugar, which sounds really cool. Other than that, the bar offers a wide selection of wines, beers, cocktails, hot drinks, teas, and even a few snacks. Yep. The snacks include things like sandwiches, cold cut platters, as well as a few desserts like ice cream and brownies. Yep. It's a great Disneyland Paris hotel bar with its large open concept design, gorgeous fireplace, and cozy seating nooks. And sometimes live music. <laughs> and sometimes live music and sometimes Alice Morrison. Yeah, so exactly. It depends on the evening you're visiting. We also really wanted to try the pool. However, it mm -hmm. was closed due to refurbishment. Yep. In addition, we skipped the breakfast buffet and grabbed a little something to go at the Starbucks in Disney Village. Nice. I do, however, want to add real quick that on our latest stay at the Hotel New York, the Art of Marvel, we did book the breakfast buffet for the first time in years. 
And I really enjoyed the breakfast buffet. Again, I stick to my general decision that breakfast buffets at Disneyland Paris aren't really my thing. Not because they're not good. They definitely are. There's a huge selection of salty and warm and cold and sweet things. So the selection was amazing. Mm -hmm. But it's just that you feel like you need to eat a lot to really get the value. And then you're so full, you don't really want to ride a lot of attractions. (laughs) So (laughs) that's just the big thing with the breakfast buffets. But at the Hotel New York, they had Marvel themed waffles, which I thought was really cool that looked like the Captain Marvel star on them. And they also had different placemats in the mornings than they do in the evenings, which I thought was a really fun detail. I asked for the morning placemats as well as the evening placemats. So those always make a nice souvenir. (laughs) Back to the Sequoia Lodge. Yeah, (laughs) Characters are available daily at the Sequoia Lodge. You can usually find them standing in front of a forest-themed photo wall near the hotel shop. Mm -hmm. We saw Goofy, Ayor, and Pluto... Since we were there during the French school holidays, it was a little bit busier than usual. Right. There was always a small line, nothing crazy, but if you've been listening to our previous hotel deep dives, you guys know that hotel character meet and greets are mostly walk-ons. So Mm -hmm. this is a little bit unusual to always have a little bit of a line there, but still totally manageable. I don't think anybody waited more than 10 minutes. Nice. The hotel also features several lush walking trails, which make for a great leisurely stroll. Running water, colorful flowers, and even a small beaver dam uh, complete with a wooden carved beaver family are just a few of the fun details to look out for while you stroll through the forest. The walking trails make for a great pastime if you are enjoying a quiet non-park day or just need to get away from it all. Yeah, I totally agree. Although, well, <laughs> I prefer to be in the main building, to be close to the facilities and to the parks. Yeah. It's definitely nice to take a walk and stroll along these various lodges. And the pool is also in one of these lodges. So True, uh, yeah. you have to go outside the main building to access uh, the pool when it's open again. And I think it's reopening this summer, summer 2022. So uh, it should be back uh, soon. Totally, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I hope I get to check it out sometime in the future. That would be great. So the fun question, Eric, did anything unexpected happen? (laughs) (laughs) This was a buy the book experience. However, I did challenge myself to visit every single floor of the hotel building, which (laughs) I did like a crazy person. I took the elevator up to the seventh floor each wing of the Sequoia Lodge has an elevator, so I got out of the seventh floor east wing elevator and walked to the west wing elevator, mm-hmm. which I then took to the sixth floor. I did this all the way down to the ground floor, so I kept on walking back and forth <laughs> to see if there are any unique little nooks or areas to explore. Floors one through four were, for the most part, alike. Each floor features similar, if not the exact same art, wallpaper, and bare bones lounge areas. The lounge areas are a really thoughtful addition. However, I hope they will be redesigning these in the future to make them a little bit more inviting. Mm -hmm. The lounges feature odd cold lighting at the moment and just a few more details like some statues or other cool decorative elements really wouldn't hurt here. Cool that they exist, though. Now, where it gets interesting is floors five through seven. This is where the Golden Forest Club rooms and suites are located. The hallways feature a dark copper textured wallpaper, which reminded me of the one I saw in the Hotel New York hallways in Ah. silver. These areas also feature unique art on the walls that differs from the standard room hallways. Overall, they are much darker, which gives them a more exclusive feel. Level 7 features the largest suites and noticeably fewer doors than the other floors. (laughs) I realized after recording our last episode that I totally forgot to mention the Compass Club over at the Newport Bay Club. Mm -hmm. So we talked about it in depth on our VIP experiences at Disneyland Paris episode. 
The club level rooms at the Disneyland Paris hotels that have them <laughs> grant you access to a VIP lounge at the Sequoia Lodge. The club is open from noon to 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. That features snacks and drinks all day for free, a private reception desk for check-in and check-out, as well as an American breakfast buffet from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. In addition, a tea time featuring savory snacks is available from 4 p.m. until 5.45 p.m. Hmm. So the Compass Club rooms in the Newport also have a slightly different color palette. Depending on when you visit, the rates can be a little bit higher or way higher (laughs) compared to the standard rooms. So you'll have to decide if the added cost is worth the benefits. Right. But always check it, I understand, because prices differ quite a lot. Yes. Our last visit, the Sequoia Lodge Golden Forest Club rooms cost as much as the standard room at the Hotel New York, The Art of Marvel. Mm. It was a tough decision, but since we just stayed at the Sequoia Lodge, we were craving something different. Right. I understand. Personally, we like spending more time in the parks, so it wasn't worth it on our last visit. Mm -hmm. When the Disneyland Hotel reopens, I may reconsider since you are so close to the park. It's just a short walk to get to the Disneyland Hotel for tea time, so it's more likely that I would do it. Whereas with the Sequoia Lodge, it's like a 10-15 minute walk and I probably won't be bothered. At the end of the day, the Sequoia Lodge is a wonderful hotel. The type of unique theming and experience only Disneyland Paris can offer. Very much an escapist hotel. You definitely no longer feel like you're in Europe. Mm -hmm. The aesthetics really scream American National Park and there are so many gorgeous areas to explore, especially the lobby and bar area. Plus, convenient character meet and greet are always a bit yep. plus. I would just love if they give those characters a special Sequoia outfit. Oh yeah, like they did in the yes. Santa Fe recently. Those are so cute. And also at Newport Bay Club, they have their sailor outfits or the captain outfits, Mickey and Minnie. Yeah, they should do something like Davy Crockett outfit exactly. for Mickey yeah. maybe with a little coon yeah. skin cap or something. Like there's so many options to explore exactly, here. Exactly, yeah. These are just regular outfits classic characters but you have a nice forest backdrop as eric just mentioned but yeah. there's no special outfits here while the characters in some of the other hotels do have those so um, yeah something we can probably expect in the future yeah that'd be awesome <laughs> niels where can people find you well people can find me mainly on instagram at capturing disney parks and for all my uh, other activities please uh, visit capturingdisneyparks.com and uh, click through uh, <laughs> to the other uh, channels. <laughs> awesome. You guys, be sure to follow Airmagique on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for more neat Disneyland Paris content. Visit us on airmagique.net for Disneyland Paris reviews, news, as well as tips and tricks. Before we go, we did want to thank some of our wonderful patrons, so thank you to Simon, Jen, JB, Jerry, Josh, and Tulips. <laughs> thank you very much for supporting Airmagique. Y'all help keep the show running, so... Thanks, you guys. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. And thank you to everybody for tuning in. Have a wonderful day and stay safe. Talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. A nighttime show, or as you said, a nighttime spectacular, as Disney calls it. Spectacular! (laughs) I chose uh, Disney Dreams. Disney Dreams was the first, well, full castle projection show (laughs) in Disneyland Paris. And the current show, Disney Illuminations, is absolutely fantastic. But Disney Dreams still feels like, well, the better fit to the castle uh, to me. Story-wise, Dreams was also better, in my opinion, where we follow Peter Pan in his quest to find back his shadow through a variety of scenes from Disney movies. And although Illuminations has a similar approach eh, with scenes from many, many movies, but it feels less coherent. I feel like 
with our current show, Illuminations. It is time to cut that Beauty and the Beast scene featuring that live action movie. Yep. It's the most boring scene of the show. <laughs> and everybody around me always feels like they're falling asleep when that scene comes on. Like, mm. I, yeah, I wish they would just replace that with a new segment, maybe something upbeat from Encanto yeah. or one of the other wonderful new yeah. animated features that they've been producing in the last years. Because this show, since you mentioned, it's so diverse. Mm-hmm. Each little segment feels like its own miniature show and there's not really one coherent element. Now that that was just a short preview of the full-length Patreon-exclusive show. You can get instant access to this episode as well as Disneyland Paris Hacks 2.0, Disneyland Paris on a Budget, and the Discoveryland Deep Dive, along with all of our other fabulous Patreon-exclusive episodes now on patreon.com slash See you there!